We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you miss us? Because we are back. It is the Irish Breakdown crew, and we are going to talk about the college football playoff rankings. And guys, it's going to be a little bit different this week, because this week we're going to be talking about Notre Dame in the top 25. Notre Dame was ranked 20th in the rankings. We talked about this on on the earlier show. I kind of thought 18 to 21 would be the range. I actually think looking at the rankings, I'm going to make the case that Notre Dame should have actually been a spot or two higher based on that, but Notre Dame is in the top 25, and I think, Vince, to the point you made on today's show earlier, the higher the better for Notre Dame's finish. I think even though I could – and I will, I'll argue that Notre Dame probably should have been a couple spots higher. I think 20 is a good landing spot for Notre Dame. They leaped several teams that were higher. I think 20 is a good place for Notre Dame to start off with this week. Yes, I completely agree. I think think 20 is a spot where Notre Dame can – achieve what they need to achieve right and, and you know if everybody has hopes like i said earlier in the day they have hopes of a new year's six game and all of these different things i think 20 is about the floor of where you wanted to be uh in this ranking because i don't think there's going to be a ton of movement over the next two weeks you know of course Notre Dame needs to do their part they need to win the next two games obviously right to set up the showdown with usc and it's very interesting hearing the guys on the tv side talk about you know, USC needing Notre Dame and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. You love Notre Dame now. But anyway, mm-hmm. it, it was, I think 20 is about the floor of where they needed to be. I think teams ahead of them obviously are going to lose at some point. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be, it, it's a good spot for Notre Dame to start off with. I will say that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. I nailed this one, Brian. I said number 20 earlier when okay. we did a prediction. So I'm off to okay. a good start here today, man. On my yeah. first uh, you had your first, first show. You had your first win in the staff rankings this Ooh. past week. Uh, Ryan was actually the only person that even had a winning record last week. So it was a rough Rough week for Irish breakdowns, uh, guys, except for Ryan. Ryan went three and two, and then you couple that which, with a prediction which means, of number 20. Which means which, Vince is now in my rear view in the is. rankings. Race. You're still closer to Vince than you are to me, so let's pump the brakes there a little bit, okay? So um, <laughs> Fast, watch out. I've closed the seed. But, Ryan, to the point is, if, if you're talking about Notre Dame positioning, and I thought the one thing that really bothered me tonight, I think we all agree Greg McElroy is pretty terrible. <laughs> but when he said Notre Dame will have no impact on the playoff at all, I wanted to be like, uh, you do realize you just talked about how important it was that they'd be ranked for USC. See, I missed that. Um, I turned it off at that point. So Yeah, that, and he said that point. right after I tweeted out, Greg McElroy's on the show tonight, prepare for some bad takes, and immediately he went right to that. But, you know, Ryan, to your point, if you're if you're really looking for this Notre Dame team to have an opportunity to really make a splash, but also more so for themselves – to kind of have that chance of playing a big time game, you know, 20, I think is a good place to start, yeah. especially when you look at the teams ahead of them, Ryan, yep. you know, this week there's going to be some action. I mean, you know, number four TCU plays against number 18, Texas, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, number 17, Tulane plays against number 22 UCF. That's, that's going to knock somebody out. I right. Think, completely. Potentially, potentially, one depending on who wins. One of those two is gone. Right. So, well, yeah, but only one of them's ranked ahead of Notre Dame right now. So, you know, you start talking about like scoreboard watching if you're Notre Dame for different reasons than, than in the past, but there's definitely going to be some opportunities for schools that are ranked, uh, you know, like for example, you know, Alabama plays Ole Miss number nine versus number 11. You know, mm-hmm. one of them is going to lose, which may not get them behind Notre Dame right away, but certainly gives Notre Dame a chance oh, yeah. to kind of climb up as they continue to push forward. So, uh, number nineteen, number eight, nineteen, Kansas State, who's one spot ahead of Notre Dame. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. Plays at Baylor this week. Baylor is hot, and the fact that Dave uh, Aranda has them at six and three right now with the schedule they've played and all the guys they lost is. I mean, he's to me in Big Ten coach, you know, Big Ten, Big Twelve coach of the year conversation. It's him and Sonny Dykes have been without question the two best coaches in that conference this year with what they've done. With all due respect to Lance Leopold, he would have been in there maybe if the quarterback didn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be some opportunities even this week alone. We talked about number four TCU at number eighteen Texas, number fifteen North Carolina plays at Wake Forest. That's no slouch game. You know, so there's going to be some uh, interesting games this weekend, guys, and some games that could potentially oh, allow Notre Dame to jump yes. up, even though, as we talked about, Vince, they're not necessarily playing a team the next two weeks is going to allow them and, to impress anybody with the exception of matter. margin. It won't margin matter because right. for the next two weeks, if you're a Notre Dame fan or if you're us, you're going to be scoreboard watching because Notre Dame, look, Notre Dame goes out and takes care of the business and they just beat Navy. Okay, and I and and regardless of what we said earlier in the show, in our first show of the day, we need to see more than just beat Navy, right? I mean that that yes. that is a whole other conversation. Go watch our show, download the podcast, take a look. But if they just win, the chaos around them, all of the different matchups that you just named, Notre Dame fans are going to be scoreboard watching because Notre Dame will move up just right. because of all of that. Because the favorites yeah. aren't all going to win those games. Right, it's just not going to happen. So, well. And then Vince, next week, Vince, number four, TCU plays at Baylor. Number 13, Utah plays at Oregon, number six. Number eight, USC plays at number 12, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, uh, Ole Miss, number 11, plays at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I mean, so they're Texas. plays Arkansas this week. Texas plays at Kansas. That that won't be an easy game. I mean, you you could see Kansas State and Texas you know, both losing the next couple of weeks. So sure. there's, again, we're, we're kind of what we talked about earlier. There's going to be, there's going to be teams ahead of them that will lose. There's no, there's no way it's, it's literally impossible because yeah. there's yeah. so many games in the next two weeks of teams that are ranked ahead of Notre Dame. So you position yourself. And if you, you, here's the deal. If USC wins the next two games, beats UCLA, mm-hmm. you big. know, darn well, they're going to pump Notre Dame up to get that matchup. So that way there's a chance for the PAC 12 champ. Absolutely. To get in there because but, if they go ahead, go ahead Vince, if, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Go. If Notre Dame, if USC beats a top, number 12, Notre Dame, and then goes and plays Oregon and Oregon beats a number six USC or vice versa, 
USC mm-hmm. beats a highly ranked Oregon team and then beat you know Notre Dame, then all of a sudden you have a case to get your Pac-12 champ in there. Because I think this committee knows, despite the nonsense that was being spewed in that show about how LSU is going to get in over Tennessee and all this other kind of stuff, a 12-1 and Pac-12 champ has a pretty darn good shot to get in, especially if it's USC. Right. I think yep. USC is, if you're the committee, you want USC to win out. And mm-hmm. here's why. Oregon's really good, but you're going to have a hard time justifying that 49-3 to beatdown. Sure. Just like I think they're going to have a hard time, even if LSU does go out and win the Pac-12 or SEC championship, they're going to have a 40-13 to loss over a Tennessee team that's going to have the same number of wins that they have. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be just like Penn State, Ohio State back in 2016. And I think somebody brought that up. I think Reese Davis was making sense tonight on that. He's like, there's no way you can have te- LSU in there. I don't care if they won the SEC, SEC championship or not. There's precedent for a team that lost in the regular season to still get in if they – you know, if they're not the conference champs. And in this case, the difference is Penn State even also beat Ohio State. The difference here is the one loss non-conference champ smashed the team with two losses that won a conference championship. So I think that, that they're going to have an easier case convincing that, that everyone that USC belongs in there at 12-1 and one over Oregon. Yeah. And that's why I think they're going to pump Notre Dame up if that, Notre Dame gives them reason to the next two weeks. But here's the deal, though. If you're a Notre Dame fan, I like looking at it from the Notre Dame perspective, right? That's awesome. Pump up Notre Dame. Make them yes. top 12, top 11, wherever you want to place them so that it looks like a good win for USC if they happen to beat Notre Dame, which ain't going to happen. So that is automatically going to put Notre Dame where they need to be to secure a New Year's Six game. Just Are like you that. Calling- are you calling your shot, Vince? You're calling your calling shot. Right now. Oh man. Oh, man. Uh, you didn't like pick them last you didn't pick them last week, but that's not I, well, because I think that they, I do think that the committee is going to it's almost like gonna hurt themselves in this one. Mm. Now, at the end yeah. of the day, Notre Dame brings in a pretty hefty paycheck for the college football playoff or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. they're it's they're gonna end up being happy, but it's going to hurt them in that they're trying to get USC into the top four based on pumping right. up who they've been playing, it's not going to work because Notre Dame's going to beat USC. So Right, right. which is what which is what we have said for, for a long time. This this The committee will flat out do what they need to do to get a the teams that they think belong, they'll, to, to, do, to move other teams around to get the resume where they need the resume to be. Yeah. And, and that's the reality. So the combination of a lot of teams playing each other uh, on your computer, Ryan, uh, then you're going to – we've seen it every year, guys. I'm going to say this. I was happy to see TCU up there, number four. That's going to make that very interesting. But, you know, th- this is going to – this is setting up to be a very fascinating finish. And, and what can, are you guys comfortable moving on from Notre Dame? I mean, we don't need to spend spend too much time on Notre oh, Dame. I mean, they're, they're, they're 20. I will say this before we move on to Notre Dame. Actually, I forgot to say this. Where do you think – based on how this played out, where do yeah. you think Notre Dame should have been ranked? Because when I look at this – I think it. I think to me, as I look at the resume, and I sent you guys both the resumes. Mm-hmm. For me, I think Notre Dame definitely should have been against Kansas State because the guy Boo well, said, Boo easy. Corgan said, it's about who you beat. Well, <laughs> Kansas State's sitting there at six and three. Oh, they're zero and three against teams in the playoff. They're in yeah. the top twenty-five. They have yet to beat a team that's currently ranked in the top twenty-five. Correct. Notre Dame has a higher uh, strength of schedule, and Notre Dame is only one spot behind a game control, one spot behind. This is why I think strength of record is a crock of crap. How are you going to have Notre Dame's strength of record lower than Kansas State's when Notre Dame's actually beat teams in the top 25 and K-State's 0-3? Right. Texas is sitting there at 1-0. Their only win is over number 19, Kansas State. They won that game last week by a touchdown. They also have a loss to Bama, whereas Notre Dame is 2-1 and one against top 25 teams. They have a double-digit win at number 15, North Carolina, and a, a three-touchdown victory over the number 10 team in the country. So as I'm looking at this, guys, the only two teams that have wins over a pair of top 15 teams are Georgia, Tennessee. Ohio State. Nope. Well, you said top uh, yeah, so Ohio State, yeah, Ohio top State. 15. No, no, no. Ohio top, State, oh, you're going top, top 15. 15. Yeah, so you've got Georgia, you've got Tennessee, and you've got Notre Dame. That's it. It's the only two teams because Georgia beat numbers. I mean, Georgia's resume right now on paper is significantly greater than anybody else's now because they have a win over number six Oregon by 46, by and they have a, a, 
Right, and they only beat Tennessee by 14, but as as we as we were talking, that, that Ryan, and as you and I were talking, Vince, and I think you and I talked about this as well, it was not as close as no. the final score. I mean, you want to talk about game control? Like, yeah. Game yeah. control, it comes into play for that one. They yeah. beat number six and number five. Now, now, Ohio State's resume is good, Vince, but they have wins over 14 and 20. But that's another reason I think you're going to see Notre Dame go up because I think Penn State's going to drop another one at some point in time. Uh, I don't know to who, but yeah, you have to look at their schedule. But, I mean, heck, if they – yeah, we'll we'll see. They play Maryland, Rutgers, and Michigan State here moving forward. Actually, yes, they play uh, Maryland at home this week and at Rutgers home against Michigan State. So I, I think they're going to drop a game, but their schedule is so bad. But you're going to have Penn State potentially still in the top 15. You're going to have Notre Dame in the top 15. I think they want to help them out there. Uh, I mean, TCU and Michigan have one win over top 25 teams each. Tennessee is now 2-1 and one against top 25 teams against with beat number 6 and number 10. The only other teams in the in there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, LSU also does. I had they have nine uh, nine Bama and eleven Ole Miss. They have two wins over there as well. No other team even has two wins over top twenty five p- teams. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only one, two, three, four, five teams in the top twenty five that have two wins against top twenty five teams. Right. Because Clemson's resume took a huge hit this past weekend. Yeah, because they went from three and oh right. They went from three and oh against top twenty five teams to one and one because Syracuse and NC State or Syracuse and Wake Forest both dropped out. Yeah. So um it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting how this all plays out, guys. But I would have put Notre Dame at at, at worst 19. They should de- definitely mm-hmm. be over over uh, number t- oh, number nineteen, Kansas State. The reason I would put them still behind Texas is because, I mean, I, actually, no, I wouldn't even put them behind Texas because I was no. going to say they have better. They have you know Texas has better losses, but not really. I mean, they're not mm. that much better losses. They they lost to Bama. With all due respect, that's not as good of a loss as the the, the loss that Notre Dame has to Ohio State. If if we're going to be honest about that, and their other two losses, you lost to Texas Tech. Who's not that good? I mean, you know they've they've got to believe a new a losing record now. Uh, mm-hmm. So you lost to Texas Tech by three, and then you lost to Oklahoma State, who's now out of the top twenty five. So I guess one of their losses is better than one of Notre Dame's, but you know overall, but Notre Dame has more has better wins. Texas' only sure. win over top twenty five team is a seven point road win over number nineteen. Notre Dame has a thirteen point road win over number fifteen, and a twenty one wrote point win home win over number 10 so i'd have put notre dame 18 honestly yeah. did did either of you have that moment where the top 21 to 25 came out and you're like oh is notre dame not going to be ranked no nah, i was like, like oh okay. they're gonna be top 20 that's about yeah i didn't yeah i didn't think no they're i know yeah. i did not for have like that a split second that happened to me i was like <laughs> wait a minute what uh you know so uh that was good but i would have had them i'd have had them over and, and i would have can look i'm gonna give love to tulane i'm gonna leave tulane in there because tulane is I mean, Tulane's a Sun Belt team, correct? Sure. Yes. And they're dominating the Sun Belt, and Notre Dame lost to a middle of the road Sun Belt team. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure. I'm comfortable leaving Tulane at 17 ahead of Notre Dame. I, I am, uh, and they've played well. So and NC State I, as well. I, I mean, I I'd probably maybe I'd I'd have thought about moving Notre Dame over NC State, but you know, look, they have a better record, and you know, they they've got some decent wins. So I, I think I'd have moved them over the the two Big 12 teams. What do you guys I, think? I I think. Um... First, I think I think uh, Tulane's actually an AAC team, but that doesn't really matter. Are they now? I, okay, I, I, be, I believe so, but I agree completely. I mean, I had them penciled in at eighteen when I. Brian, you are right. The they are now an AAC yes. team. Yes, I feel like they move every two years. Yes, but that's yes. <laughs> that's another conversation. Yeah. But I think I think eighteen's the good spot. You know, kind of looking forward to it, right? Like, I don't think that there's. I mean, Kansas State. Like, I don't think there's much of a conversation with Kansas State having them over Notre Dame. I agree that I think Texas has some merits when you're talking about, you know, maybe not quite as bad of losses, but you know, again, Notre Dame has two top 15 victories on their, under their belts and went both won both those games in convincing fashion. So I think number 18 is a good, it would have been a good spot, but I'm, I'm happy with 20. You know, I think 20 is a good spot this week. Cause when you look in front of them, you're talking about two big 12 teams right in front. There's another big 12 team up top, obviously in TCU. I feel like there's going to be some attrition there. And then you have four Pac-12 teams in the top 13 in this ranking as well. So it's going to be some attrition, obviously, with those with those couple um couple conferences. Yeah, Mike, I mean go ahead, Vince. I was gonna say, I things will work out just fine for Notre Dame as long as they win. If they win the next two weeks, Notre Dame is going to steadily move up the ranking. Sure. I, I, and it's gonna work. I, I mean, that that's looking, fine. 
I mean, no, it's no, fine. But my thing is, is like, I, it's it still doesn't mean we, we got, can't analyze where it is finish. right where it should be right now. Go ahead. See, I was payback for earlier. It's payback for earlier. All right. So, but I will say, if we're looking at this in a vacuum, which we obviously are, we are looking at it at this time in space november 8th based on your resume and what you have done right you can't look into the future and say what well, will mm -hmm. happen okay i would still have notre dame up a little hot now right. let me let me back up when i saw that they were 20 i was like oh okay 20 let's go let, let, sure. this is great right sure but then when you start to analyze and you start to look at the teams that they put above notre dame that's where i start to have an issue i think right. they should definitely be above kansas state you can't go over against all ranked teams and be ranked ahead of somebody who's two and one against ranked teams. Two Period. and one, two dominant wins. Right. You, you, I, over... you can't. You can't do that. Right. And I realize Kansas State's losses are better than Notre Dame's losses. But if the guy who's in charge of the whole thing says they're looking at wins and not losses, then how right. is Kansas State ahead of Notre Dame? So I would right. definitely have them above Kansas State. You made the argument for them being above Texas. Yep, I would have them above Texas, and that's probably about where I would have them. I'm fine with your Tulane argument. There's a good chance that they get beat by UCF this sure. week anyway. And, and if that, they keep handling their business, that's fine. It's all good. It's fine. I mean, well, right. what was what was what was Tulane's loss this year? Who, who did they lose they to? Lost, Southern Miss, Southern, right? Yeah, yeah. Southern non conference, Miss. obviously. Okay. So it was a non conference okay. loss, right? Uh, but you know, you can you can say, well, North Carolina shouldn't be ahead of Notre Dame. Blah blah blah. They played head to head, but they only have one loss. And so you know, do they have a top twenty five win? No, they don't. But I'm still going to keep North Carolina where they're at because they have eight wins. They have eight wins. They're eight and one, and that's fine for right now. Again, yeah. No, North Carolina's overall resume, Vince. Right? I mean, yeah, it's not absolutely. just about head to head. Correct. It's, head to head's part of it. Correct. That's why Notre Dame's right. not ahead to Clemson. Right? right. I mean, yes, they beat Clemson. They beat North Carolina, but you can't put them ahead of those teams. Right. And again, as Ryan said, this will work its way out because there's a bunch of these teams that are ahead of Notre Dame right now that are going to fall behind them. Right. Just by virtue of that, they're playing other teams that are also ahead of Notre Dame. Right. So I, I, it will work itself out. I see a very, very clear path. As long as Notre Dame wins out and beats USC on the road, a very, very clear path to a new year six bowl. And at this point, if you'd have told me that Notre Dame is going to lose to Marshall and Stanford and still make a new year six game, I, I, I might be dancing in the street. To be <laughs> yeah. Honest. I told you you're out of your mind. Exactly. <laughs> but there's a very clear path right now. Very clear to me. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things, guys. Just overall thoughts. I thought that this week we saw a little bit more, um, a little bit more from Vince. And I'll, I'll kind of kick this to you first. I thought this week we saw a little bit more focus on wins than bad losses for the most part. Although I think Kansas State is still the, the exception, but I did That's think the they end. moved things around enough to still focus on wins. Uh, overall, anything that you kind of picked up, I think there's it's pretty balanced conference wise. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I have no problem. So if you want to start at the top, right, I have no problem with the top four. I thought that TCU belonged in that four spot. There was apparently some controversy going in of who's going to be number four. It wasn't for me. I mean, I thought TCU belonged in that number four spot. If we're being honest, they're undefeated. They're at a power five. That's where they belong. Um, you know, you can make arguments later on, depending on how things shake out, if you want to potentially move them. But right now, I think they got the top four correct. And so, at the end of the day, that's yeah. the four. That's what you yeah. want out of this, right? Yeah. And actually, Vince, let's just let's just kind of overall thoughts. Let's just dive right into kind of what we liked and what we didn't like. Okay. To your to your point, and I think you kind of kicked it off already. With I think they got the top four right. I, I do now. Yeah. I personally would probably have TCU ahead of Michigan, but I'm okay with it because Michigan has been more convincing. Yeah in their wins where TCU has had to rally back, but I think TCU has a better resume. Now, again, their, their wins versus top 25 are close. It's one to know and one to know. You know, TCU has, TCU has a 10 point road win over number 19, Kansas state and Penn, Michigan has a, a 24 point home win over number 14 Penn state. But I think TCU has more of those on the ver on the edge wins than, yeah. you know, than Michigan has, you know, beating Oklahoma state who just got knocked out, things like that. But I'm, I'm I'm okay with three and four, two, them at three and four. Yeah, and and again, right? We're looking at this in a vacuum of November eighth. This is where we are, right? We all know that at the end of the day, Ohio State, Michigan play each sure. other, so that's going to work itself out. And then we're talking about who 
which right. five or six team goes up right. or whatever, right? So, and if TCU keeps handling their business, a, tw- a thirteen yeah. and zero yes. TCU team's getting in over an eleven one Michigan team, correct? Right? Because there's so, only four or Ohio teams State right, right now, and it's going to be three at the right. end. I mean, when it's all said and done, it's going to be three, and TCU belongs to be in that conversation. So, yes, right. if they handle their business, then we'll be good to go. Brian, any, any, Vince, anything else you kind of you, you saw you, you really liked? I, I thought I was I was. I mean, I think we all know why they got. Kansas State back in the or Florida State back in the top twenty-five, but I mean it's for LSU. It's for it's for uh, LSU basically. It, you know they got a good loss now, yeah, but I right. think they deserve to be in the top twenty-five. I'm, I'm I'm actually comfortable with that. You know they they went through a tough spot in the middle of the year, bounce back. Anything in their events where you're just like you know hey this is something that that stood out that you were glad to see like you know like I was. I, I was happy to see Clemson stay in the top 10. I actually think they should be nine. I think they should be ahead of Alabama. I think they should be ahead of Alabama as well. Yeah, I do. I do. But I, I think that, uh, which were, who was it? It was, I had, well, I think UCLA should be higher. Uh, I think they, they weren't they 12 right. last week as well. Yeah. And they didn't move at all. Now, granted, they were on a bye. I get that. Right. But I, I still feel like they're better than a top 12 team. Now they're going to have an opportunity to, you know, take care of that when they play USC. I believe that's in two weeks, uh, but so they're going to have that opportunity to make a case. Of course, I will not be yeah. rooting for UCLA in that particular game, but they will have an opportunity to make that case. But I still feel like they're a little undervalued at twelve with what they've been able to do. Uh, you know, yes, they lost to Oregon. Yes, it was a two-score game. I still feel like they're better than the they have 12 some good team wins. In the I mean, Vince, they smacked the number fourteen team in the country. Right, smacked them. Right. Exactly. Like that was you talk about games that weren't as close as the final score. That's another one that was not as close as the final score. Yeah, yeah. You so know, I, so that's the only yeah. issue I probably have. I think they should be a little bit higher than they are. You know, again, there's a bunch of Pac-12 teams that I think are all going to play each other and they're going to sure drop like rocks. So sure, it's going to be fine moving forward. But yeah, I, I think everybody's kind of well placed if we're talking like the top. 15. I don't know that Penn State is the 14th best team in the country. Right. They might have an issue with that when they are 0-2, you know, against top 25 teams. Yeah, like, why are they three. ahead of North Carolina? Yeah. And they lost because handily they lost. to Ohio State and Michigan. Right. Like, handily. Those games weren't close. Right. You know, and so I probably wouldn't have them quite as high. Because what is the what did the guy say, right, Vince? It's about it's about who you beat, right? So let beat? me kick it let me kick it over to Ryan here real quick first. I want to Ryan, what are some things that you looked at the rankings? You know, this was like Tennessee staying at five. I had a feeling that they were going to, like, for some dumb reason, like jump Oregon over them or jump LSU over them or something. I was I was glad to see Tennessee State at five. Right? What are some things that you saw from this rankings that you uh, that you liked? Yeah, I think you, excuse me. I think you just nailed one. I think Tennessee sticking there at five is is something that I really did like as well. I, I think that they still, even though TCU is sitting there undefeated, I think they still have an argument to be that fourth team. You know, right now because I think when you look at the strength of schedule and the strength of 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 uh, victories that they've had so far. I think it's, you know, a a conversation piece, at least the one that's kind of like a head scratcher for me is NC state still sticking there at 16, man. Like I just, I don't get that one. I would like someone to explain that one to me. Cause every time I watch NC state, I know we're talking about strength of resume and doing all that type of stuff. Right. But even I test kind of put into the conversation, NC state just hasn't impressed me at all. So I'm just Mm -hmm. a little, I'm a little, I'm a little curious about that one, why they're up there at 16. So it sounds like you guys want to talk about what we didn't like in the rankings. So let's do that. <laughs> We're good at that. I'm, I'm going to give, give you one. I'm going to give you one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump into the the one that flat out was egregious to me. Liberty flat out belongs in the top twenty five. Flat out belongs in the top twenty five. They're eight and one. And their only loss was a one point road loss to Wake Forest, who's still six and three and a good team. They just went on the road and beat an SEC team, right? Who you know, so I, I, you can say whatever you want. Oh, they're an independent, whatever the case may be. But they have a win over Southern Miss at Southern Miss. Southern Miss beat Tulane. Okay. And do the transitive property thing a little bit here. They beat BYU, blew out BYU, and they just went on the road in November and beat an SEC team convincingly. Because if you looked at that game, Arkansas scored late to even make it as close as it was. So you're going to tell me Liberty doesn't belong in it at eight and one? Yet UCF belongs in at seven and two. Arkansas was saving it up for LSU. It's okay. Right. It's okay. That'd be I, I'm 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 cool for that. But I, I'm a, <laughs> Liberty to me is the one 
like honestly, I look at like Mississippi State. I think you could have made a case for Mississippi State just because when you look at their their overall like the particulars of their of their schedule, you know, 22nd in strength of record, ninth strength of schedule, eighth in game control. You know, I think Mississippi State could have made a case, although losing two of their last three doesn't help. But you know, I think overall they they had a decent case to make. I think you could make a case for a team like maybe Kansas, you know, jump in, you know, their, their overall metrics were very similar to Kentucky's, you know, you could maybe make a case for Cincinnati, but I would not buy it. Cause I think Cincinnati is a very ugly seven and two record. Yeah. I think the one team that I looked at and said, boy, that team just flat out belongs in the top 25 to me was Liberty Dayton one. The only other one that I would have probably considered for being in there would be Baylor. But the problem for Baylor is they just don't have any good wins, right? Yeah. That's, but they that's, have opportunities. I mean, they have opportunities, up. but like as far as right now, I right. think Liberty is the team that I flat out believe should be in the top okay. twenty-five at eight and one. And there's a bunch there's of no doubt. replaceable teams, right? Exactly. They should be in over UCF. <laughs> yeah. You know, at, at twenty, at what's it? They should be in over UC. To me, Kentucky at twenty-four. They should be in over. I didn't even put them in over Florida State at twenty-three. They should definitely be in over at UCF at twenty-two. And here's my question: Is why is Illinois still in? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that win to Michigan State was bad. I mean, they right. got outplayed thoroughly, right? And again, Notre Dame needs to be careful talking about people with bad losses, right? Because Notre Agreed. Dame has some bad losses. Their but, strength schedule is 76. Right. That's 76. exactly, Vince. And it's like, who did they beat, though? Right. Right. You got thoroughly outplayed at home by a bad Michigan State team. What's the right. win? And Illinois also lost at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana, to me, is no different than losing to Stanford. At this point in time, right? Michigan State is no to me is no different than losing to Marshall at this point in time. They they both stink. So what's the win that has them in the top twenty five? Right. What's the reason one. they don't have one? You're they absolutely right, one. Vince. They're Owen. They're Owen. They're Owen. Uh, was it Owen O against top twenty five yeah. teams? They beat Wyoming. They beat Virginia, Chattanooga, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, and Nebraska. What's the win that keeps them in the top 25? Right. Do they have a better win than than Liberty beating Arkansas on the road? I, I don't think so. You would say I, I Wisconsin's their best win? Brian, what were you about to say? Because I have a feeling you I, might say what I'm about to say. Oh, I'm definitely not going to say what you're about to say. Because okay. I was going to say I was, I was going to say that Chad Nuke is probably ranked really high in the FCS ranking. But if that <laughs> no, counts for anything. <laughs> that's I wasn't going to be sarcastic. I thought you were going to say they the 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 for whatever reason, computer models constantly overrate Wisconsin for some weird reason. They're always high in the art, the SP plus or whatever that stupid thing is that they do at ESPN. I was looking at that this week and I, and I actually think, let me, let me just pull this up guys. Cause I think you guys are going to get a kick out of this. I believe this is correct. So I'm, let me find it first before I go into it. But I, you know, I was a little surprised to see Illinois still at 21 at seven yeah. to two. Like, I mean, again, they're seven and two, just lost at home to Michigan State. If you want to talk about the transitive property being a bad way to argue, that's cool. But the one thing we can look at is head to head, and the head to head is Washington played Michigan State at home and curb stomped them. Illinois played Michigan State at home and lost in a game that Michigan State outplayed them from start to finish. So again, why is Washington behind Illinois? So those are kind of the things that uh, that you look at and you say some of this stuff just kind of uh, some of this stuff just doesn't make uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, Brian, for me. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot to digest here. I mean, like I said, you know, we're going to have a lot of attrition, I think, in the Big 12 and the Pac-12, obviously moving forward here, which is going to be interesting. But I mean, even Kentucky at 24, Brian, I know it's like splitting hairs at like number 24, mm-hmm. but like. They have not been impressive in the least bit over the last few weeks, especially like they've just right. not been great. So if you want to get a Liberty, maybe you just kick Kentucky out and right. get them in there. Like uh, I'd be, I'd be okay with that person. Right. Well, I, I think that's good. I mean, you know, it's kind of like to me, you, they wanted to, there were six SEC teams, five PAC 12 teams, four big 10 teams, four ACC teams, three big 12 teams, and then three, two, two, uh, two like group of fives. And then Notre Dame were the, were how, is how they got to the 25. So, I mean, there's there's decent balance there. I think they wanted a six SEC team. They have Kentucky at six and three and Mississippi State at six and three. Mississippi State has the better metrics, but Kentucky has the head to head, the 10 point win head to head. 
I, I would I would guess that would be the reason Kentucky got in there. But to your point, Ryan, I would have had Liberty in there, and just then you're down to you know five, five, four, four, three, and four, four meaning non of the top. So then it's incredibly balanced if you do that. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's where I would have been with that, guys. I, I would have had them. I would have had them higher. You guys want to have some fun here, get a good laugh. Always. I'm going to give you the latest SP plus rankings. This is Bill Conley's ridiculously absurd formula uh, that projected projecting what they would do or whatever the heck he says. It's just stupid. Texas at number six, six. Yep. Oklahoma at number 13. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma at 13 ahead of LSU at 15 and USC at 16. Think about that. His formula has them ahead of LSU, who just beat Bama, and ahead of USC. So let's have some fun there. Uh, number 18, Clemson, behind Baylor, who's 17. 19, Minnesota. 22, Cincinnati. Here, here, here's where it gets fun. 23, Wisconsin. 24, Iowa. 25, Oklahoma State. 26, Notre Dame. 26. So his Wait, stupid how? formula has Iowa and Wisconsin both ahead of Notre Dame. That makes perfect sense. Do we do we know do we know how this formula formula is created? Like, what's the criteria I behind it? I honestly think uh, he just takes darts and throws them at a wall. I, I really do. I don't think he actually has a computer formula. I think that's exactly what he does. He has Texas A and M three and six Texas A and M ahead of North Carolina. And here here here's who here's who three and six Texas A and M is ahead of Florida. Hey. Did you guys happen to see that Texas and Florida game this past weekend? Where was that game decisive. played? Where was that game played? You guys remember where that game was played? The mm-hmm. Texas and Florida game, Ryan. You know, you know the answer. Yep, it's it was Kyle a college Field. station. Yep, and yep. Florida smacked them. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. in this stupid formula, Florida's still ahead behind A and M. A and M's ahead of North Carolina, South Carolina six and three, Wake Forest, NC State. Tulane, Kansas, I mean, what the freaking heck? Syracuse is 58th on this list. So, you know, I I, I mean, that formula is not used. I hope it's not used for the committee rankings. I don't think it is. But there's just a lot of dumb stuff. There's a lot of dumb stuff in these, in these computer rankings. And that was something I was thinking maybe that is why you had Illinois up there because they had a win over Wisconsin, who always has stupid, silly computer rankings. <laughs> like you know, yeah, and, and it was and it, and it was it was a dominant victory over Wisconsin too. So yeah, right, okay. I don't. They could have beat Wisconsin by hundred, and it wouldn't matter to me. So <laughs> Illinois is a team that I that I kind of scratched my head a little bit. I, I am. I was a little surprised to see sixteen NC State at sixteen. I was. Yep. Uh, they just again because like my thing is be consistent, right? Don't ding TCU because they aren't always leading and they have to come from behind and then have NC State there. You know, NC State's a team that 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 has a one-point win over ECU. They've had to come from behind several times this year. So that's one where I, I was a little surprised by t- NC State, but they are 7-2. So, you know, I would have had Tulane ahead of them probably. Uh, you know, so, I mean, again, if you want to talk about trying to find metrics where they have something in common – you know, I think the thing for me is when you look at NC State, NC State has a 21 to 20 road win over East Carolina. Tulane has a, let's see, a 24 to 9 home win over East Carolina. So, you know, you have you have the more convincing win for Tulane there. You could look at it that way. Um, you know, those are things. But they, the committee does love them some Utah. Like, how is Utah with two losses only one to your point, Vince? How are they only one spot behind UCLA who smacked them in a head to head and is is a one loss Who, team? Who's left on Utah's schedule? I think that'll answer your question. Yes, that that you could be you could be right. Utah has this weekend they play Arizona. Okay. There you go, Vince. The Stanford on the twelfth. No, they just beat Arizona. They play Stanford this weekend and eleventh on November nineteenth, they play at Oregon. Bingo. So there you go. You gotta prop up that Pac twelve. Yeah. So they're they're propping All up. Right. The Pac-12 in two ways, right? Right. They're going to stack Oregon, whoever they're playing, and they're going to stack USC, whoever they're playing. So Notre Dame will benefit, and Utah's going to benefit. And then whoever, you know, it'll drop them after yeah. that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's how I see it. 
Yep, it's going to be interesting. And and Clemson, Clemson at 10 is really fascinating, guys, because I think a lot of people are just assuming that they're out of the playoff. I think I think oh, if I you're Clemson, so. you got to be pretty happy to be there at number ten. Yeah, you got a spitting shot because yeah, you're gonna I, you're gonna need you, a lot of help. You got a real good right? chance of being the ACC champion, right? Right, and they've got it, which would mean Vince, they'd have one more shot for a really good win. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and right, and the committee in they like their conference champions. Okay, and no matter what anybody says, they do like a conference champion. It's not the end all be all, but yes, they do like. You're it, right, yes. but it is right. another box to check, right? right? And if you're sitting there with one loss, which what they don't loss. like, Vince, is two loss conference champions. I agree with that. Yeah. But you're talking about a one loss conference champion. I was to a back team, in your point. Yeah, to a team that in Notre Dame, if they run the table, right, they're going to be a top 12 or even higher potentially. And, Vince, if Notre Dame runs the table, that means they knocked off a team ahead of Clemson. Correct. And so you're going to have potentially, let's say Notre Dame's number 12 by the time they play USC, and they beat USC. Notre Dame's going to be in the top 10. So right. now Clemson's one loss is to a top 10 Notre Dame. Then you you're right. Right. Then you have a chance the next week, Vince, to have USC potentially beat Oregon. So like there's, they're going to need help. Clemson no longer controls their own destiny. Agreed. Absolutely. But if you look at the top 10, Michigan plays Ohio state. The loser of that game to your point, Vince will be 11 and one and not a conference champion. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you have TCU. They have some games that can be lost. TCU schedule is is not not a cakewalk going down the the end of the season, guys. And then they have had to come from behind and and win some close games. TCU still has to play at Texas, at Baylor, home against Iowa State, and then after that, it comes down to then they're going to have a chance to they're going to have to play somebody right in in the Big Twelve championship game. Right. And and it's going to be a rematch because, again, you are guaranteed a rematch in the Big 12 because everybody plays everybody. Right now, there's a three way tie for second place with Texas at four and two, Baylor at four and two, and Kansas State at four and two. Right. And so you've got a shot there. You're going to play one of those teams again. So there's a chance. And, and again, if TCU loses, I think that Clemson's got a shot at jumping them if they run the table. A shot. Tennessee is going to be an interesting one because the, as they were discussing today. Let me ask you guys this: If Georgia, if ten, if LSU goes to the SEC title game and beats Georgia, who who rep, who's in the S, who's in the playoff out of the SEC? If you can only take one team, I mean, because here, here's where it gets weird. Oh, Georgia LSU would have loss. LSU would be eleven and two with a win over Georgia. On a neutral field, yeah. Georgia would be twelve and one with a loss to LSU, but a win over Tennessee. Tennessee would be eleven and one with a twenty-seven point road win at LSU and a win over Bama. Man, that would be really interesting. What what, what is the in this hypothetical? What is the score outcome of, of the Georgia LSU Georgia LSU look like? I mean, do you guys see any scenario where LSU blows Georgia out? So None. probably a competitive game. No, I, I would personally put Georgia in. I would, it's not, I would even, too. It's not even my push against LSU. It's just yeah. two two losses versus what has been versus the more, most impressive team all year so far. And, I mean, and LSU's second loss is to a team that's okay, but not. Night. Yeah, you know, and and both of LSU's losses they trailed the entire game. Right. Yes. I agreed. mean, you talk about game control. You look at LSU, LSU's 29th in game control. Like, because again, in their two losses, they never led, I don't believe, in their two losses. Like, that's accurate. So yeah. it's, 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 it's going to be, you know, Georgia's one, Tennessee's two in game control, mm-hmm. Bama's four. So it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. But that's sort of the, for the, re- my, my thing is for the rest of the conferences, that's a doomsday scenario. Yes. Like if you're a, if you're a conference champ of any other conference, you're right now, other than the Big Ten, because I think the Big Ten champ flat out, no question, controls its own destiny. And so does the Big 12. So does TCU in the Big 12. Right. The, o- the only way that the Big Ten champ doesn't, doesn't have a great resume is that for some reason it's not Ohio State or Michigan. Or one of those team two teams gets upset by who they're going to play next, and they they don't they don't play anybody good uh, between now and playing each other. So you've got the Big Ten champ, you've got TCU can control their own destiny. Pac twelve might need a little bit of help, 
You know, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Pac-12 plays out. You got to hope that like UCLA doesn't get upset. You, you like, you don't want the other. You don't want you want Washington to keep winning. You want UCLA to keep winning. You don't want Utah to get upset by anybody else. You want them to keep winning, strengthen your resume. But it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out, how the rest of the schedule plays out, because the SEC, because you know ESPN is going to be hyping up three SEC teams. You know there will be some talking head on ESPN that will say, well, if we're being honest, if it's about the best teams, these are three of the best teams. And these three should all be in. They should all be in. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's going to be fascinating. But Clemson, look – I get like if Bama wins out, there's no way Bama's the second team in the SEC. There's no way. So you'd have Clemson over them. If if Georgia wins out, which I think is going to happen, I don't. If George, I don't see Georgia beating out losing LSU. LSU's not a good matchup for Georgia. I mean, L, Georgia's no. not a good matchup for LSU, who's not very good in the in the lines, and Georgia's phenomenal in the lines. But we'll see. But I also thought Tennessee was was a good matchup for Georgia, so we'll we'll, we'll have to see about that one. But you know, they're going to need some help with the Pac-12. So guaranteed right now, guaranteed right now, one, two, three, three teams for sure ahead of Clemson will lose. Guaranteed three teams, right? Oregon or USC, one of the two is going to have to lose because they play each other. LSU, Tennessee, and or Georgia, one of those is going to have to lose. Meaning if, like, let's say somehow Georgia loses two games and Tennessee goes to the Big 12 as SEC title, they would they would then play LSU or, you know what I mean? Like, but one of those one of those two teams, one of those three teams is going to lose, going to have to lose, right? And then you've got Michigan and Ohio State. So three teams ahead of them guaranteed to lose, guaranteed to lose. Yeah. Is that, am I, am I missing something here? So I think Clemson's not out of it yet. They're just going to need a lot of help. But I'll say this too: they're going to need more help. They're going to need even more help than the Pac-12 champ. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, Ryan, you want to go ahead and and uh, just quickly say that before uh, you jump off, or is that is that public, yeah. or is that 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 is public? So, according to his Twitter, Carson Hobbs, who is a 2024 cornerback target for Notre Dame out of Archbishop Moeller in the state of Ohio, who was committed to South Carolina, has just decommitted from the University of South Carolina, coming out of this past weekend's visit to Notre Dame. At the Clemson game, we had an update on him. I, we feel good about Notre Dame's chances in that one. We kind of stated that if he mm-hmm. did indeed decommit from South Carolina. So the first step is done here. He has officially decommitted from South Carolina. Stealing SEC recruits. So, like Ryan Ryan is going to hop off to take care of that. So thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you taking care of that action. And Vince and I are going to jump back into kind of wrapping this up, Vince, because I think, I think we're kind of close. I, I, yeah, I think, think as so. we – as we get to this, it's it's going to be really. There's going to be some great matchups here moving forward. There really are. Let's let's preview the the impact matchups this week. You have obviously Notre Dame plays Navy. That's going to matter. Number seven LSU at Arkansas. Arkansas is a very wounded team, Vince. They are very wounded team. And but this is just you, a, this is this could be the definition of a trap game though for LSU. Yes, because yes. you know LSU is coming off the big emotional win over Alabama. Arkansas still has got they're wounded. Don't get me wrong, and right. they have not played the season how people figured that they would play the season. Okay, mm-hmm. but they're they can still be a dangerous team. Yeah. And if LSU is nursing a hangover yeah. against Arkansas, 
Right. Look out. If you, if you get the version of Arkansas that played South Carolina and, and played BYU and played right. Auburn and played BAM in the second half, then right. you're in trouble. Exactly. If you get the version that played Liberty and Mississippi State in the first half against Alabama, they're in trouble. Yeah. You know, but right. like, as you said, it's it's that potential it's hangover game. game. Man. This yeah, is a trap tra- game yeah for absolutely. 100%. Illinois hosts Purdue. That's going to be interesting, I think. I do believe that's going to be number nine, Alabama at number 11, Ole Miss. It's going to be a very interesting game because here's the thing like, this kind of hurts LSU a little bit because those are your two resume builders. One of them is going to fall. Yeah. You know, so that's going to be interesting to see. Clemson has a very intriguing game against a six and three Louisville team. And you talk about trap games, you wonder how they're going to be emotionally after the beatdown they just got. They played two pretty physical games in a row, even though we had to buy between the Syracuse Notre Dame game. I'm very curious how that Clemson team rebounds mentally and emotionally from the loss to uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, very agreed. much so. Agreed. I'd gonna, like. Go ahead, I was going to say we're going to see, we're going to get a good view. Excuse me, of the way that Dabo Sweeney, you know, because he's been riding high for quite a while, and uh-huh. he hasn't had to get his team ready after a loss like this in a really yeah. long time. And so we're going to see if he's still got the chops. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's going to be – I personally think he he does, personally, right? But we're, we're going to get a good view uh, to see where he's at with everything. Yep. Here's a really fascinating game, Vince. People are going to laugh at me when I say this game. Georgia at Mississippi State. Hmm. Now, these two teams played in 2020. Mississippi State had them tied until the fourth quarter. Mississippi State this year, Vince, has been a very weird team because at home, on the road, they're very beatable. At home, they've been pretty good this year. And so I'm very – and then you – look, at if you're Georgia, you just won your rivalry game against Florida, and a week later you won this huge game against Tennessee. This is a, tr- a potential trap game as well. And you got that weird gimmicky offense, which gave Georgia some problems a couple years ago. I don't think that Mississippi State's going to beat them. Let's just say I'm going to be tuning into that game. Yeah. Is that fair? That's fair. That's Oregon. Why, go ahead. We got Vince. a noon game. That's why we got a noon yeah, game, baby. That's right. <laughs> Oregon hosts number 25, Washington. Number 19, Kansas State plays Washington. at Baylor. That Washington could be a shot. Sneaky. I, yes, they are. Washington yes, they could are. be a sneaky game yep. for Oregon. You have number four TCU at number 18 Texas. That's going to be a big potential shakeup game for sure. For sure. And for Notre Dame, you talk about Notre Dame building their resume. It'd be really nice to see Syracuse get back on track with a home win over Florida State this week. Oh, that would be big as a ranked win for Syracuse. Seven and three potentially jumps Syracuse. Yeah. They could just flip spots going from unranked to ranked. That's and that right. would be great to have Syracuse back in the rankings for yep. Notre Dame for sure. Yep. Now they may it may be short lived because they go back on the road to Wake Forest the next week. But if they can somehow pull off these next couple games, they finish the year at Boston College. Who's going to be yeah, Wake Forest? Big time. Wake Forest is they're not that bit, man. They're big time. Yeah, big and time. I feel like I feel like Syracuse. I, look, I picked I picked uh, Wake Forest as the dog of both of my upsets the last yeah. two weeks, and yeah, it's come picked, to fruition both times. You, yep. You picked and, yes, you did. You yeah. picked Louisville to beat them two weeks ago, and you picked you picked you were the only person that picked NC State to beat them last week. Everybody else, all the other IB people picked Wake Forest to win that game. Yeah, so they're they're licking their wounds a little bit, man, and mm-hmm. they might be able to come back to the pack a little bit. And I think Syracuse could make a run here. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. And I'm depending on the health of their quarterback, of course. Yeah, he has been very turnover prone the last couple games, Vince. Mm-hmm. And then TCU and Texas will be one of the games we predict this week as well. So I'm very fascinated to see how these things go. It's going to be very, very interesting. Me too. Very interesting. And then, you know, Syracuse too is, I don't know when Garrett Schrader is going to be back. He did not play this past week. And can I say this? This is why people need to stop overhyping when a backup quarterback comes off the bench and plays well. Mm-hmm. Did you see the stat line for Carlos Del Rio Wilson against uh, this past weekend? You mean a team that actually prepared for him? Yes, that had okay. film on him. Thank gotcha. you. Yes, yeah. Vince, you nailed that. You saw exactly where I was going with that one. <laughs> yes, I did. Right. Against Pitt. Pitt. Mm-hmm. He went 8 of 23 for 120 oh. yards. Oh. 14 carries for 7 yards. 
Correct. You got some film on him. Mm-hmm. And he had all week to have the pressure of being the starting quarterback on his, on his shoulders. So, Correct. Uh, he looked very, very beatable. But, yeah, there's going to be some really interesting games, Vince, that are yeah. going to – these next couple weeks are going to be fascinating. And as I said, it, then you look forward to the next week. Yes. And there's some big ones the next – I mean, the next three weeks are going to be fascinating because next week, you Tulane hosts SMU. You saw what Tulane did this past week. Georgia plays at Kentucky. That'll be a blowout. Kentucky can't score against bad teams. They're not going to be able to score against them. The only kind of potential resume builder that Michigan has before Ohio State is they host number 21, Illinois. Now, Illinois plays Purdue this week. If you're a Michigan fan, you are praying that Illinois – I'm sorry. I think Purdue wins this week, and I think Michigan spanks – Illinois. And then now you're if you're Michigan, your entire resume is gone. Because if you lose to Ohio State, you have yeah. no chance to get your yeah. resume at eleven and one is worse than Notre Dame's last year. And that's saying something. Yes, agreed. You know, because uh, at least Notre Dame beat some good Big Ten teams. Like so you'd have what? You'd have a win over Penn State, and that's it. What's what right? is I, I know I'm asking you this off the cuff, but what is Penn State's remaining schedule? Their schedule's soft. That's they, what don't, I, they don't and, yeah, and they, that's they, my they point. Yeah. Like if it's soft and they win out, then they're going to be ranked. And so you've got that right. to hang your hat on if you're Michigan. But right. if they, they drop one of these games. Right. And it's possible. They play Maryland home this week. Maryland's a really weird team. You know, then they play uh, – then they play um, – see, Maryland is now 6-4. and four. They lost at Wisconsin this past week. 6-3, and three, they lost at Wisconsin this past week. And then uh, you've got at Rutgers. That should be a win. But again, Penn State's had some ugly wins this year. I mean, Penn State's been sloppy in some of their wins, if we're being honest. I mean, they didn't look great, you know, in wins over Northwestern and Central Michigan and, you know, Purdue, yeah. but should beat Rutgers. And then they're home against Michigan State in a somewhat rivalry game. And you have no clue what version of Michigan State's going to yeah, show up. Seriously. But it's not, it's a soft schedule. It's they a soft schedule. They should win out. They should yeah, win out. Yeah. They should win out. But so that's going to TCU, then TCU plays at Baylor. So, the next couple of weeks, TCU has a chance to really firm up their and that's after they play yeah. Texas this week. Right. So yeah, I think Baylor, I think Baylor's gonna beat Kansas State this week. And they're gonna jump in the top 25 next week. And then TCU has a chance to to have two back-to-back really good wins. I think that could really solidify Baylor's standing if they're able to get it done. Utah plays at Oregon that week. USC plays at UCLA that week. So there's going to uh, – Kansas, let's see here, some other games. I think those are it for that. And then you go to the final weekend, rivalry weekend. Baylor plays at Texas. NC State plays at North Carolina. Uh, let's see here. You've got – I hate when these ESPN ads start playing in my ear. You've got Notre Dame at USC. You've got Oregon at Oregon State. That is not going to be a cakewalk for them. Oregon State's a quality football team. LSU playing at Texas A&M. A&M's going to be in there. Well, what the heck do we have to lose mode? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's a rivalry game. And then you've got uh, Auburn at Alabama. I mean, if if Auburn could have given up a game last year, then they got a chance to do it this year. You know what I mean? So at least give them a game. Kansas plays at Kansas State. Washington plays at Washington State, and then you have Michigan at Ohio State. So the next three weekends of college football are going to be fascinating. Yes, sir. Fascinating. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. So that's going to do it for tonight's show, Vince. We, we have a couple. We have we a couple have super chats. One, at okay. least one super chat. All right. We got then, one, yes, from my yeah. guy, J.P. Buellsfeld. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, J.P. says, Notre Dame was 10-2 and two and number 15 in the final rankings of 2019. Do we have real hope that a 9-3 record this year could get them in the top 12 for a New Year's Eve bowl game? That's a great question, J.P., uh, because Notre Dame was 10-2, and two, as, to his point. They were 10-2, and two, and their two losses were good losses. They lost to a ranked Michigan team and a ranked Georgia team in a very competitive game. J.P., the big difference that year to this year is Notre Dame didn't beat anybody. The committee stayed true to how they should be ranking, which is it's we don't care who you lost to, we care who you beat. And Notre Dame's best win that year, I think, was over like I'm trying to think it was like Navy or something like that. They had zero wins over top 20. No, Navy was the only top 25 right. team that they beat that year. Right. So when you look at Notre Dame's resume that year, their schedule was really, really not good. I think the second best one they had was probably Vince, what, Virginia, yeah. who was like nine and five that year. You know, they beat they beat Louisville, who was eight and five. They beat Virginia, who was nine and five and played in the ACC title game, lost 62 to 17 uh, to Clemson. 
They played New Mexico and Bowling Green, who were terrible that year. Yep. They played USC, who was eight and five, not very good. Uh, Virginia Tech wasn't very good. Duke wasn't very good. Boston College wasn't very good. The best one they had from a ranking standpoint was over Navy. The difference for them this year, JP, is this year they actually have really good wins. Correct. You know, you're going to have a win over a top 10. Right. Top 10 Clemson team, top 15 North Carolina team, a quality Syracuse team, as long as they don't fall apart. So I think that's the big thing, JP, is – is and also the other thing to factor in too, JP, is is what else is going. Part of the reason that we think Notre Dame has a chance to rise up is because of the chaos that Ryan mentioned earlier. That's continuing to to play out. I mean, right now in the Big Twelve, there's only one team in the Big Twelve that has fewer than two losses in conference, much less overall, but in conference. You know, you look at the Pac-12, Vince, and everybody in the Pac-12 has a loss now it, it, overall. And there's only, I think, let me see here, there's only one team in the Pac-12 with, with that's undefeated. You look at the SEC, there's only one undefeated team left in the SEC and only three teams that have one loss. So you're you're seeing a lot of chaos. I mean, you're right. seeing teams in the top 20. That's the difference. Right. Right now, JP, there's two teams ahead of Notre Dame that have three losses. You also have NC State, you have Penn State, you have Utah, have Alabama, LSU, and did I say NC State already that have that have two losses? Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of three loss teams this year. So I think that's part of the factor too, JP. That's a very good and question. I think those two things. I, I do want to touch on the misnomer, and I believe this is accurate. You, there is no rule that says you have to be in the top twelve in order to make a New Year's six. It helps, but that's not a, that's not like okay. a rule. It's definitely not like I, you looked I, it up. I've looked right it up week, right? multiple yeah. times, and I yeah. can't find anywhere where it says that that's a rule. Yeah. So. I, I think there's been conversation at ESPN about how I think they said things like that, but it more because they would like you to be there. Right. Because um, it makes sense right. based on how many teams. And play. to JP's point, Vince, if Notre Dame's nine and three, it means they also have a win over a ranked USC team on the road. Right. So you'd have three wins over ranked teams. Two of them are away from home. And then two of them, at least two of them would be blowouts. Mm-hmm. So that would be the thing too to to say. So just the overall in the honesty, Vince, that's how it should be. I hate, and you know how much this I hate this. I hate when teams try to use how good their losses were to pump themselves up. I don't right. care about that. You lost. Who'd you beat? Yeah. And that's been some such of the problem with Notre Dame in several years. I mean, 2018, they they, they, beat, they beat what three ranked teams by the end of the year. They beat Michigan, which is a good win. They beat Syracuse is a good win. And they beat nine and five Northwestern, who finished the year ranked. Right. And then 2017, they had four wins over ranked teams when you include the bowl game because they beat LSU. They beat Michigan, who ended up ranked. They beat NC State, ended up ranked. They beat USC, ended up ranked. And then LSU. Since then, in 19, their only ranked win was over, over uh, Navy. In 2020, their ranked wins were over Clemson and North Carolina. And we know the asterisk with Clemson. And then last year, they didn't beat anybody. So if, if Notre Dame either beats USC or Syracuse jumps into the top 25, Notre Dame will have as many wins over ranked teams this year alone than they had in 19, 20, and 21 combined. Right? So talk to me about who you beat. Correct. That's a key for me. Talk to me about yeah. who you beat. And that's why that's why I look at some of these teams and I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I'm you know, like Oregon. Like, okay, I, you got a chance to prove yourself these next couple of weeks with some good teams on your schedule. And then you'll get a chance against either Utah or USC in the Pac-12 title game. You know, you're, you're going to look at Clemson. They're going to have a chance to beat, you know, to have a resume if some ACC teams can win. They'll have a chance to beat North Carolina. That's why, like, I don't have respect for Penn State. Okay, great. You lost to two good teams. Yeah, but you weren't really in the Michigan game at all, and you kind of choked away the Ohio State game at the end and lost by, what, 13, 14? So I want to see teams that have done something, all right? That's why I got respect for L- what LSU's done this year. LSU's – you know, yeah, their two losses weren't great, but you know what? They've got two really good wins. They blew out Ole Miss in the fourth quarter. It was a close while, but they won. And then they beat Alabama. They handled their business, right? So I, I respect that. Give me give me teams that actually prove they can win, not teams that have, oh, what? Kansas State's got a bunch of good losses. So do they have any good wins? No, no, no top 25 wins. Right. So that's that's kind of my big thing. That's my big thing. So now that is going to do it for tonight's show events. <laughs> Now we're, right. now we're good to go. Yes. So uh, that JP, again, thank you for the super chat, my friend. We really appreciate you very, very much. And uh, uh, good show. Very good show. Yeah, man. These are my yeah. these are fun ones. 
Yeah, so that's kind of why we uh, we we are kind of excited about where Notre Dame is ranked. I would have still had them two spots higher. I'm comfortable with number twenty, though. Like you guys said, Notre Dame will be okay if they keep winning. Correct. I just think they they still should have been two spots higher, in my view. But uh, some some stuff we like, some stuff we didn't like. Uh, but this weekend's going to shake a lot of that out, Vince. Like we said last week, we made the case for Notre Dame to say, "Hey, look, they're going to have a chance to prove it on the field this week," and they did. They handled their business, and that's right. going to be the case. You know, LSU they had no business being number ten, but they were going to get a chance to prove it that weekend, and they did. So we'll we'll uh, see kind of how it shakes out this weekend. So thanks for joining us, everybody. As the instructions say right there, hit that like, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, sign up for the message board at boards.ourbreakdown.com. If you're listening via podcast, we would greatly, greatly appreciate a five-star review. Even if you don't want to leave a written thing that's long, just say, love you guys, five-star review. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. So uh, for Vince, for Ryan, um, Brian, you all have a phenomenal weekend, uh, phenomenal night, I guess. I'm going to (laughs) go tune into the TV to see how some other results go. Uh, But we will talk to you tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Ryan and I will get together for our normal one o'clock show. We're going to go over the stacking up. We're going to compare Navy and uh, Notre Dame stacking up wise. There's some very interesting statistical matchups there, Vince. And then tomorrow night, you and Sean will have your mailbag, mailbag tomorrow night. Wednesday. So that's right. We're back to normal, back to Notre Dame USC. So uh, have a great night, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon on the Irish Breakdown podcast. <laughs>